Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome to the first ever episode of Every Single Thing. This, uh, yeah, this is the first episode, so this is also going to be the first episode of our Every Single Spider-Man Movie Series, where we're going back through every single mainline Spider-Man live action, as well as the Into the Spider-Verse animated movie series. I am your host, John Paul Kilcrease. Joining me today is my good friend, Lucas Lawrence. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Uh, much. I'm ready to talk about. I'm ready to talk about uh, some, you know, some some good old Spider Man. Freaky, yeah, I man. We're we're starting at like the very beginning, right? We are. We are all the way back to 2002, uh, beginning of the Sam Raimi trilogy, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, the OG, and kind man. of uh, kind of the beginning of a of almost something of a modern superhero movie renaissance. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll get into some of that. Uh, as we as we go through this movie, but yeah, so this is our this is our first episode, and kind of uh, we're gonna we're gonna see where the show goes, see what happens with it. But we're basically just gonna go through each of the movies, review them, talk about them, uh, laugh, have a good time, and uh, I don't know, it, it's it's kind of exciting um, because I remember uh, really loving the first two Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies growing up. Uh, and then I only ever saw one of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, and then obviously I've seen the Tom Holland stuff, and I absolutely adore uh, Into the Spider-Verse. But you you haven't seen as many of the Spider-Man movies, is that correct? No, that actually is correct, and it's funny because I really love Spider-Man as a character. For a long time, he was my favorite superhero. Uh, but actually, up until uh, you told me about this idea for a show. I had never seen any of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Which is crazy. I knew about them. I had, you know, I knew the memes uh, just because they've been around for so long. I mean, this one, right. the first one came out in 2002. Yeah. But uh, I had never seen it. And so I watched it for the first time a few days ago. And uh, it was it was such an experience. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about it. No joke. I'm so stoked to hear about it. Because we, we haven't really talked at all about this. We've saved everything for the podcast. So it's going to be kind of our, our really first time talking about this movie together. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was interesting for me to go back, uh, kind of having kind of that little bit of nostalgia for it. But also within the context of the modern superhero film, looking back at not the origins per se. Because, I mean, you know, you had you know, solid superhero films before this, like uh, the 1989 Batman and stuff like that. But like still kind of like one of the first modern superhero movies and, and just kind of comparing the two, I think is going to be, it's going to be interesting to talk about, especially again, from your perspective where you didn't grow up with these movies. So this was you kind of with fresh eyes taking a look back at this. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to hear what you think. Yeah. And I got to say, this is the first superhero movie that I watched after watching Endgame. Oh my gosh, dude. That's... So I, I have seen, I have now seen like the pinnacle, the latest, most, you know, greatest film feat in superhero movies. And now coming off of that, I'm going back and watching, you know, what maybe, you know, the first, I think mainstream superhero movie maybe of our lifetime at least uh yeah i think that's that's probably true yeah because i would have been 2002 so i'd been like three or four yeah same yeah so yeah no i think that's accurate i think that's accurate um alrighty so uh just so everybody knows uh and hopefully you figured this out by now but i guess i didn't say anything about it uh this is gonna be a full spoiler review if for some reason you have not yet seen the 2002 Spider-Man movie, and yet you... If uh... you're a dummy like me. <laughs> well, if you're searching for a podcast on it, you've probably already seen it. Hopefully. 
Um, if not, we recommend you watch it first because we're gonna, again we're going to be going full spoilers with everything. Uh, we're going to be diving deep into the movie, talking about just about every plot point. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, let's jump right into it. I I actually just finished watching the movie like 30 minutes ago. I'm not even kidding. Oh, nice. Uh, this, it's real fresh. This week's been insane, uh, but I was taking notes the whole time. But my phone is almost dead, so I have to keep it plugged in while I'm going through everything. Oh, uh, no. So it's it's a good time. Wait, where did it go? That actually reminds me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hold <laughs> on. Holy crap, I accidentally deleted it, but it's okay, because there's a like be stuff you recently deleted. All right, guys, sorry. With that, we're going to jump straight into it. So, Spider-Man 2002, the beginning of the Sam Raimi trilogy. We open up kind of on the classic Marvel logo. Uh, and I have to say, I almost missed the old Marvel logo. It was really cool. Sorry, I know I'm like I'm like the very beginning here, but I like it was cool just to see them flipping through the old comics and stuff, which I I, I don't think they have as much of anymore, uh, which I understand uh-huh. obviously with the with the you know the the, the MCU and things like that. But it, I don't know, it was still cool that like even what is it 17 years later they still basically have the same logo and it's timeless. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you see the red and it's just it's <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but you see that red with that white. And you see it say Marvel Studios, like it's just, it. I don't know. It just gives you a good feeling, like all right, I'm about to watch. Even now, this is a, a whole conversation for another time. But let's face it, not every single Marvel movie is incredible. By any means, <coughs> Venom. <coughs> oh, sorry, that came out wrong. <laughs> That's what happens when Fox makes. Anyway, big oof. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, but like when you when you see. That Marvel Studios logo, you can, at least to me, I'm able to think, all right, here's a movie I'm going to be able to have fun watching. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. And um, yeah, and again, I think that's, I mean, that's a careful brand that they've built up over the years, both in the comics world-ish. That's a, again, that's another conversation. Uh, but especially when with regards to their films. Um, I don't know, they're, they're, for the most part, there is a standard associated with Marvel that I think is, uh, I think is really awesome. So, after that uh, beautiful logo, we jump straight into an eight-hour opening credit sequence. I'm kidding. Uh, but holy cow, I forgot how much I hate opening credits. I was like, freaking, can we get to the movie, please? <laughs> I appreciate that people acted in this movie. We can thank them at the end. Let's just keep on rolling. Uh, Which I'd like to point out, that's really interesting because uh, I, I definitely – I wasn't expecting that. Oh, but the, the opening actually, credits? Yeah, but I'm used to it because I've watched a lot of like the old Clint Eastwood Western movies. Oh, okay, and yeah. A lot of older movies they have the credits at the beginning, and uh, so sense. at least to me it did seem out of place because now I'm so used to watching, you know, an MCU movie where the credits roll at the end and you got to wait for the credit scene and all that. But uh, yeah, it was it definitely felt long in this one, but at the same time it kind of. I think it also kind of dated the movie for me because it, I, yeah. it's, uh, it's kind of a remnant of what older movies used to do. I agree. I agree. Yeah, kind of kind of that, that period piece almost. And I thought it was hilarious because you see the Green Goblin mask in the opening sequence. So, like, if you didn't already – and, again, I don't know what the trailers were like for this movie. But if you didn't already know who the villain was, like, they just show it at the beginning. I was like, all right, well, that's that's cool. Uh, that's anyway, cool. Just, just made me laugh. Uh, so after we get through the opening credit sequence, uh, it goes to kind of a voiceover from, uh, as we eventually find out, Peter Parker, and it's kind of this: "This who am I?" is is the line he opens with, 
and he kind of and he, as he leads into the story um and, and we see the camera kind of pan through the bus and it you know shows people we we move past Mary Jane and her boyfriend and move past another kid on the bus and then the camera moves outside and we see Peter Parker running along the bus to try to catch up with it uh which is just a beautiful like character defining like like just sets him up as like kind of the loser that Peter Parker is to an extent uh which I think is fantastic. Uh, again, as well as kind of our first introduction to Mary Jane as she asks the bus driver to stop for him and things like that. Um, let's see here. And then uh, it just kind of sets that up. And then we we jump over, kind of as we set that up, we jump over to uh, the Columbia University senior field trip. So they're all there to tour their kind of their science facility and stuff. We see Peter Parker with his signature camera. And we see that he's friends with Harry Osborn. Uh, who gets dropped off by his dad, Norman Osborn. And we kind of see that that Harry and his father, Norman, don't seem to necessarily have an amazing relationship. We kind of get some hints towards that. Uh, they all meet up and, uh, you know, they kind of move into the building. And as they're walking through the science center, uh, they're going past this area where the scientists are performing experiments on these spiders. And there's dialogue going on, but in the background, you hear the tour guide, like, explaining the different spiders they've been testing on, and they all relate to powers that Peter is going to get very soon, things like Spidey Sense and stuff like that, which I thought was fun because Spidey Sense, that's really the only place in the movie Spidey Sense is explained. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, I thought that was, you know, obviously just a little fun Easter egg kind of in the background. Um, and... Kind of, kind of. As we go on, uh, eventually uh, we see Harry try to flirt with Mary Jane a little bit. We see Mary Jane's boyfriend is kind of creepy, like I don't know, and he's like super stiff too, which I noticed. Uh, the other thing I noticed is that apparently everybody in this high school looks like they're thirty. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a common marker of a lot of movies, I think, of having, and it just confuses me because, I mean, I guess adults are obviously they are going to be better actors than kids but it just feels so out of place it's so i would bad. almost rather deal with kid actors who aren't quite as natural but they at least look like they're in high school yes exactly exactly because like like and i swear because everybody makes fun of the fact that toby Maguire looks 30 in these and he was like 27 when they were filmed uh which like is a fair criticism but freaking everybody in this movie looks like they should be in or out of college like it's insane uh, oh yeah it, anyway, it just made me laugh just made me laugh uh as the as the field trip group kind of moves forward uh mary jane and peter parker hang back to take some pictures uh and as uh as and also this whole time like peter kind of gives off like i know he's supposed to be awkward but he gives off almost like a creepy vibe like i'm like what's wrong with you uh, which I don't know. I hadn't caught when I was younger, but watching this back again, I was like, yeah, Peter's a little creepy. A little bit. Just a little, just a little. A little bit. As it's also, it's, I think it's the way that he acts along with, I mean, no offense to Tobey Maguire, but just he, in, at least in these movies, he just has kind of a naturally creepy face, like his resting face. Oh my gosh, and his smile. He's just a little creepy. Yeah. Oh, it's, and I, I feel bad for the guy, but like, yeah, that's like his face naturally looks creepy and it's weird. It's weird. But I actually, I will say, and this may be jumping the gun a little bit, but I will say, like, I, I think he's good in this movie. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I, overall, uh, he's he's a good Spider-Man. Again, well, well, I think we'll talk more about that at the end, uh, kind of kind yeah, of a yeah. full picture review. But yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, I, I I think he's he's one of the best Spider-Men, being that there have only been four, but he's up there. He's up there. <laughs> uh, so as he's taking pictures and stuff, we see these blue and red spider descend from the ceiling. Kind of see what's going to happen. He lands on Peter's hand, uh, bites him, and uh, he's kind of like, ow, and he stares at it for a minute, watches it crawl away. Uh, and then walks and continues with the tour group as if uh, as if nothing happened, you know, as you do when you get bit by a spider in a radioactive spider testing facility. I mean, that just happened to me this last semester. I mean, I, I think I think everyone has kind of their radioactive spider story. Um, so, I mean, it's it's really not much to think of, you know. Especially the other thing, too, is like he gets home and he feels weird. Uh, also, uh, there's a line where, so, so kind of, it cuts away from the school trip and we kind of go to his home with Aunt May and Uncle Ben. They're kind of talking, you get an introduction to them, you know, kind of this middle-class America, you know, they're real, um, you know, swell older people. And we see Peter come in and, uh, Aunt May's like, Hey, do you want a bite to eat? And Peter goes, uh, no, thank you. I already had a bite. Um, which is just a great line. <laughs> it is, it is, I, I chuckled at that. I actually laughed out loud. That was a well-written line. It was very clever. It was good. And there's actually a couple of lines like that are puns like that almost throughout this that I, that I made note of, uh, that I, again, I didn't remember from when I was little. I was like, that's funny. That's funny. So we see Peter go back up to his room. He's not feeling well. We see him and it, it's kind of, uh. And again, this, this was another part of the movie that was quite a bit dated, but, uh, you, you know, you see him like he like falls off the bed and he's laying there and there's like flashes <laughs> yeah. of like neurons firing and things like that and spiders yeah. and stuff, which was fun. In the middle of that, though, we cut over to, uh, well, Norman Osborn, who just, you know, looking at his face, you can tell, hey, he's going to be our villain for the day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, Willem Dafoe. Great actor. Oh, fantastic actor. But he just looks like a villain. Oh my gosh, he so does. He so does. It's uh, so bad. It's so bad. I mean, it's great. He he. I don't know. I think he did fantastic in this role. Um, but yeah, no, he he. Uh, and again, I think it's just like kind of how sharp the edges on his face are. Like he he. You're like yeah. He he looks like a Green Goblin. That makes sense. So <laughs> we see him and this. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh no no sorry. This is where he and the. Uh, his doctor friend, they're there talking to like a military representative and they basically, they have this serum. They're like, Hey, we want to sell this to you guys. It's like a, like a weapon kind of thing. It, effectively, it seems like it's supposed to be Captain America juice of sorts. However, uh, the doctor reveals that one of the tests has gone awry and actually turned the subject insane. Thus the uh, military representative decides to decline the offer um, wisely i mean like you know like any person with half a brain would do he's like only one test failed and he's like what happened to that guy he's like oh he went insane um norman is upset but we don't have time to dwell on that so we cut back to peter parker where he wakes up and holy cow he's jacked but he's actually kind of not but kind of yeah look here's the thing this is pre-cgi <laughs> abs all right that man earned every single bit of those abs you got to give true. him a couple of props. Good for you, Toby. Good it's not you like too. the best. And um, for some reason, spider powers make you not have to wear glasses anymore, question mark? I mean, I would think that spiders have incredible eyesight considering they have eight eyes. But they have – I th actually, I, th I think spiders actually don't have great eyesight. Shh, it's fine. Okay, it's we'll, just, just, we'll just go with it. That's, that sounds <laughs> good. That no, sounds it good. was – that is a uh, – that is an interesting point in the movie. But I think – 
I don't know. I'm not as familiar with the comics, but I think that might happen in the comics as well. It probably does. It probably does. It has does. something to do, surely, with... I'm sure they could explain it away with, oh, it's the genetic engineering. Yeah, blah, that blah, makes blah. sense. It ju- I was just like, huh, spider sight powers. That's cool. Uh, and I actually, I actually forgot. I think... I think we might meet Norman Osborn... I think I got. I think I got the order where we beat Norman Osborn wrong. I apologize for that. Um, but anyway, in the middle of all this, kind of at the same time he's becoming Spider-Man, uh, we see Norman Osborn kind of in the frustration of not being able to sell the serum to the government. Uh, he decides to go into the chamber with his doctor friend, helping him. Uh, and he decides to try the serum on himself. He drinks the stuff, throws the bottle away, uh, breathes in the gas, and I mean, you know, becomes the Green Goblin effectively. He kills the doctor, uh, and. Again, that's when we see Spider-Man wake up and kind of realize something's happened. Again, he realized, like, all of a sudden he's woken up jacked and, like, he he just, he just is like, oh, cool. And then he, like, goes about his day. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, huh. Nothing's wrong. That's, I guess that's how puberty works, right? No? Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, and before he leaves, uh, he kind of sees MJ through the window and then just, like, stares at her. And I swear, he is the creepiest Spider-Man ever. <laughs> Holy now, cow. Is that as creepy? Well, actually, no, it has to be. Because he does this. He does the same thing to Mary Jane that Andrew Garfield does in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He <sighs> follows... He he, this the current Spider-Man follows the love interest like from rooftops and just watches them walk around and do their daily stuff. That's true. Although even but then, Tobey Maguire has the added looking across the street through the window. That's the thing that, is she's in her. That's house. a big no. That's, that's what gets creepy. Nah. That's what gets creepy. I because yeah, I think that's that's where Tobey Maguire pulls it out to win the creepiest Spider-Man award. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of that almost invasion of privacy because it feels weird. And really quickly, which I will say, look, I mean, it's they did need to show somehow his unrequited crush on right, Mary Jane. Right, and I but totally it could get have that. been done better than that. Right, I, again, I think it's it's the locations he keeps staring at her in that gets sketchy, and you're like, eh. and again, it's his face too. Like his face just doesn't help. <laughs> it really doesn't. Oh, poor guy. Big sad. Big sad. Uh, oh, and we also at this time catch kind of our first glimpse of uh, his spider powers. Uh, he walks outside as MJ is headed down the street, and he kind of gets, kind of tries to psych himself up to ask Mary Jane out. Uh, but we see her get picked up by her boyfriend and some friends. They go for a drive, and he tries to chase after a bus. I, I assume to catch up with them, uh, but ends up uh, just kind of grabbing and, and he runs much faster than at the beginning but he goes yes, to that grab was very, on the side. Like, that was well done yeah i agree and it still seemed like a reasonable speed you know what i mean like he didn't like straight up like you know run in front of the bus but he he was still was like significantly faster uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and he went to go grab like slam on the side of the bus and his hand sticks to the paper on the side and he rips some of it off which is our our first like hint that like hey he's more than just ripped right now kind of a thing which is cool. Again, thinking back to 2002 when not as many people understood the the, the way live-action superhero movies were done. Uh, as we do that, uh, we jump back over to Oscorp and Harry Osborn finds his father unconscious on the floor in his office. Um, you know, Harry, or sorry, Osborn, or 
blah, I can talk words. Uh, Norman is still a little bit confused about what's going on, uh, but he kind of has some flashbacks, and he remembers some things, but it, it, he doesn't fully put it together. Uh, and, and that's kind of a theme that's going to come back throughout the movie. Uh, we jump back to Peter Parker, and we see him in school. And this is like one of my favorite sequences in the whole movie, is the sequence in the school when he's learning so his good. powers. Uh, th this this might be my favorite scene in the movie from a visual perspective. Uh, there's like lines and quotes from the movie that are better, but I, I just, I love this scene. I, again, it's kind of the the high school Spider-Man, right? Like that's the fun stuff. And, and this mm -hmm. really, really resonates in regards to that. Um, so the first thing is, is MJ comes by and trips, um, and we get our first look at Spider-Sense, and so he, like, gracefully catches Mary Jane, and then, and I love, and the way it's edited is very 2002, like, it's super cheesy, but it's, like, very oh, yeah. endearing at the same time, as he, like, catches all of her food, and then, like, stares at her, like, weird, and hands <laughs> her the food. Yeah, again! And, and then he, she's like, oh, thank you, and then he just stares and smiles. He's just like, and I'm just like, what the fetch, dude? All right, man, like, You're... I don't care, like, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> so bad. I, I don't, like, I was homeschooled, and I, I don't think I've seen worse social skills. Oh, my gosh, that's bad, dude. You and I both know that's bad, because we've seen pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> Man, uh, so with that, uh, right after, he accidentally shoots a couple of webs out of his wrist. One of them grabs onto a tray, flings it back, and slams Flash in the head. Uh, Flash turns around. He's this big bully. Uh, Peter tries to exit quickly with the web and tray dragging behind him. Another uh, good gag. Oh, it was funny, dude. And they meet up in the hallway, uh, and right uh, kind of as he's unlocking his locker, his spidey sense goes off. And he dodges a punch from behind that Flash was trying to hit him with. Kind of the students all gather around. And there's this really dope, like, fight sequence where he's kind of like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's like everything's in slow motion. Uh, he ends up uh, outmaneuvering Flash and, like, just freaking wrecks him. Uh, ends up, like, almost breaking his arm or wrist, I think. And then, like, throws him across the room. And then for some reason, everybody's mad at him. Which I didn't yeah. completely understand. Uh, that was a little strange. I was like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, Peter, why would you do that? And they're, I'm like, because he was going to get beat up otherwise. <laughs> Except like, for Harry. Harry thought it was cool. Right, Harry was on his side, right? And you don't Harry's love Harry throughout this movie. But you're like, at least you stuck up for your friend, gosh dang yeah. it. Come on, man. Uh, so I thought that was funny. I mean, we see him go I outside. Mean, look, Harry, I think Harry's the man, but he just... Went through some stuff, all right? And that changes people sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's and that, that's actually another thing we're going to get to in, in a little bit. But yeah, Harry Harry has some daddy issues. He does. Some deep-seated daddy issues. Uh, before we get to that, though, we see Peter running outside. He runs into an alleyway. Uh, and he kind of looks at his fingers. These weird hooks climb out of the fingers. Never really understood that sequence, but that's fine. That That's more nightmare fuel than ooh, just about ooh, anything ooh, in this movie. Ooh, ooh, wait, no, pick me. Well, uh, so Mr. Lucas. So spiders, right? Yes. They have special little hairs on their legs that help them latch onto surfaces, and that is what that is on his fingertips. Wow! He literally has like little little spider hairs that let him grab onto walls, which is equal parts cool and disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. 
oh. I mean, it's way dope, but man. I mean, that's cool, and then, all things considered. That same scene we get to see for the first time in film history, rubber Peter Parker. Oh my gosh, it hurts so bad. That is Which that is also a tongue twister, by the way. I challenge anyone listening. Rubber uh, Peter Parker? Out loud. Yeah. Rubber Peter Parker. Oh, holy crap, dude. Say that five times fast, anyone listening. Uh, I don't even want to think about that. I'm just like, my tongue will be twisted for the rest of this show. Uh, yeah, I the CG in this section as he climbs up to the top, we kind of see the first swing. We see him running across the building tops, etc. Uh, yeah, the CG is definitely the thing that has aged the worst out of uh. this. Because um, there's not a ton of practical effects in this movie. There are a few. The practical effects have also aged poorly, and we'll get to that in a minute as well. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, it, the, the CG is so bad. Like, and again, I think it was a budget thing, would be my guess. Because you even look at, like, the CG in Lord of the Rings, and it's bad. But it's not this bad. Like, it, it I, I don't know. Like, you're exactly right. Like, it's, it, it's like a rubber just blob running through the air. And it, it, it anyway, it's bad. It's very bad. It was it was a little painful rewatching this. Oh yeah, um, but we do see him make his big first swing as he jumps off, swings and slams straight into the wall. But he's fine because Spider Man. Uh, later that you don't kill off the protagonist an hour into the movie, <laughs> and that's Spider Man. The end. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that would be a funny way to end. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the movie is just Norman Osborn going insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just destroyed New York, and then that's it. Aww. GGs, everybody. And then Fury shows up. <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> what? Which we do find out Doctor Strange is technically in this universe in a later film. That's a spoiler. Uh, oh, for oh, that that actually is. I don't know that yet. Well, it's it's not. He's not in the movie. Mm. It's it's interesting. You'll it'll. I think it's Spider Man Two. I believe. Okay. You'll see. It'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, so that night, he comes back home, uh, and he hears MJ and her dad, presumably, arguing again in the house, uh, which she's kind of heard earlier. It sounds like she doesn't have the best home life. Uh, they both walk outside, and uh, they end up talking kind of about growing up. Peter reminisces about uh, seeing her in old plays and things like that. They, you know, uh, he, he tells her, you're going to light up Broadway. And she tells him, you're taller than you look. And, you know, that's when I realized, wow, they did not give her any good dialogue in this movie, did they? Nope. <laughs> it's so bad. And let me say this. Uh, Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane is freaking fantastic. Um, I, I, th- I think as an actress, she's the best Mary Jane out of the two that we've had. Uh, she's really awesome. Uh, holy cow. Probably the worst written of the Spider-Man love interests that we've had in film. Uh, as they're talking awkwardly and he's trying to flirt with her, her boyfriend pulls up and steals her away with what else? His awesome new car. That gives Peter the idea, hey, you know how I get Mary Jane? Not by being a nice person, but by having a dope car. <laughs> but he's a broke high schooler. He can't afford anything. Until, in the exact same section that the car ads are in, he sees an ad for Fight Night. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even go to the like extent of having him find it like even a couple pages back. Right, it's, it's all on the, the same like, page yes. for, for the exact amount of money that he needed for that car. Yes, it was amazing. And and at what point is he like, oh, I've never f- fought before, but hey, I have muscles now. That means I can fight, right? 
I, I mean, he didn't really realize that until like he was in the cage match. It was so dumb. And that's an exciting, that's a pretty good sequence because it's just funny. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it was painful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this also gives us, uh, kind of the design sequence for him designing the suit, which is honestly kind of lame, but also kind of cool. But also like how on earth did he learn to draw like that is the real question. Um, like I, it's kind of hinted at, hint, sorry, hinted at, bleh, uh, that he's smart, but it's still like, oh my gosh, there's the Spider-Man suit. And the thing that confuses me is he draws the Spider-Man suit and then totally doesn't wear anything that looks like the Spider-Man suit. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. draws it and it's perfect. Yeah. And he wears like a red sweatshirt and hood that and I don't a even... red balaclava. And where do you buy that? Like 21 Pilots that right was not out yet. Red balaclava. And it's like, I'm like, where do you book it? Because I've seen black, but I've, I've not seen the red. So that just seemed a little weird to me. But he ends up designing that. And uh, have you, have you, have you found anything? They probably oh, have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can get one for around five bucks. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Probably a local thrift store. So, uh, you know? Look, it's a high. Here's the thing. It's a high schooler's budget he was working. That's with. true. Oh, that's true. Hey, you know what? They've got Supreme ones, so those are actually probably more expensive. Those are probably and like a obviously that's what that's what we all know. That's what Tobey Maguire would have purchased. Yeah, he would have gotten Supreme because Spider Man is practical. He's probably rich oh. though. All that merch he's selling, he's probably licensed. Oh yeah, easy. Easy go. Every every bit of it. You know it, dude. You know it. That's how I do it, man. It's just all about that sweet, sweet dough. Yeah. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> so while he's uh, putting together this this suit, uh, we, uh, we we jump over to Norman Osborn. He's in his office, and he starts hearing voices. That's weird. And then we jump right back to the Parker home. Uh, Peter's like, hey, I'm going to the library. Uncle Ben's like, hey, I'll give you a ride. So he drives him down to the library, quote unquote. Uh, and before Peter gets out of the car, Ben kind of gives him a mini lecture, uh, and we have the famous line with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, I, I've got to just interject real quick. Oh yeah, here. please do. Please do. They got the perfect man to play uncle Ben. I really like this uncle Ben. I really like this uncle they Ben. They made him likable. They made him like, it was, I really liked him a lot. And I actually think, I know they were trying to make Peter seem like a, you know, a, a an angry teenager. Uh-huh. That was one thing that I saw kind of failed. Uh, because he had this complete overreaction because it was, I mean, it was clear to anyone watching. Right. Uncle Ben is saying like, look like I know like you're dealing with some stuff, but like, it's like, it's okay. You're becoming a man and like, you gotta, yeah, like it's going to be okay. And Peter's like, why are you lecturing me? Right. Like nobody responds Uh, to people like that, especially at like what, 17 or 18 that he is at this point. Like maybe if you're 12, you talk like that. If you like suck, but no, I totally agree. It was like, and again, they, they had to do it to set up the emotional moment, but I, I do agree. I think it was a little on the nose for what was happening. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. But yeah, otherwise, I agree. Like, the, this is a fantastic Ben Parker. Um, again, sets up really well for what's going to happen in about five minutes. Uh, so with that, I lost my place. So he goes to the, quote, library, but but instead... He goes to the fight! We see him walk in, and we get a quick pan of kind of like a fight or two of what's going on. Uh, First off, this crowd is, like, insane. Uh, We see the kind of the main challenger. (laughs) uh, That's the thing. It's like, because it's not underground WWE. 
Like, it's just crazy, people. Um, we see this guy named Bonesaw that's just absolutely wrecking fools. Uh, we see Peter sign up for a slot. The lady's like, are you sure you want to do this? He's like, oh, yeah, it'll be great. And she's like, okay, don't die, kind of a thing. Uh, and he lines up. Uh, and we see the Bonesaw just continue to crush people. The crowd is going nuts. Uh, and then we finally get to the point. The announcer is like, please welcome. And and he leans over and whispers, hey, kid, what's your name? And he's like, uh, the, the human, human spider. The human spider. He's like, dude, that's terrible. He's like, it's my name. He's <laughs> the like, entire crowd agreed with that man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Holy crap, that's horrible. Uh, and so the announcer goes, the amazing Spider-Man. He's like, hey, that's not my name. And they're like, shut up. Get out there, kid. Uh which we all thank the announcer for that. Again, kind of not like the coolest way to get his name, but also like how else is he going to get it? Yeah. Kind of a thing. Because he wouldn't call himself the Amazing Spider-Man. So it's either that or J. Jonah Jameson gives him it. So he just, he just kind of sticks with it. Uh, he gets he goes out. Uh, he gets booed immediately. And then the random like women that are there start like heckling yeah. in his face. I'm like I was so confused during what? that entire like shot. Like why are like I know they're like supposed to be, you know, Bone Saw's like supporters and like his cheerleaders. But holy cow. They're just like they're in his face with microphones. I'm like what kind of like operation is this where that's allowed? Like this is like it's worse than the WWE. It's so bad because at least like the WWE Two is like a you know like a show that they're kind of putting on. Whereas like yeah. this is supposed to be kind of real. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what's even going on? It was real bad. It was dumb. And then the crowd's going, kill him, kill him. And I'm like, what? Like kind of Roman Coliseum crap is going on in this like underground? How many fight people club? have died in here? Like, and it's like, and they advertise it in the paper, so obviously people know about it. Like. What? Who signed off on this kind of a thing? Uh, so he yeah, get- that's the thing. Someone, someone wrote that shot. Someone approved that shot. Someone made that shot. Exactly. Exactly. You're just like, why? Just oh my why? Goodness. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Uh, so he gets in the ring, and then all of a sudden the cage comes down, and they lock it. And he goes, "Hey, uh, I didn't sign up for a cage match." And they're like, come on, man. And it's three minutes. He has to survive three minutes in this cage. Uh, so he uses some spider powers. He, he kind of webs up on the wall and he goes like, hey, come down here. Uh, and then we get a line that uh, really cannot be said. And I still can't believe even in 2002 got said uh, where Spider-Man uh, asks the guy, hey, uh, did your husband make that for you? <laughs> um, so that was an interesting throwback that I was like, that was real oh, interesting. That was not a line that I remembered off the top of my head. Uh, no. So after that, uh, he ends up just beating the crap out of this guy. Uh, he kicks him with his tennis shoe. It's a pretty fun sequence. Uh, I, again, it didn't look the best, but it was still pretty fun as he kind of beats up on this guy. Uh, he gets out of the match. He's victorious and he goes to get paid. Uh, but the guy only gives him a hundred dollars. He's like, Hey, I was told this was going to be 3000 He said, well, you'll get paid 3000 for three minutes. This was only two minutes. You're lucky you're getting $100, kid. Get out of here. Um, and he's like, dude, I really need this money. And he's like, well, that's that doesn't seem like my problem. Uh, so Peter walks out. As he walks out, a guy kind of rushes past him in. Peter walks to the elevator. While he's doing that, he hears uh, that the guy that just walked past him is robbing the place. He pulls a gun on the owner. He steals all the money. And he goes to run out. The owner yells, hey, stop that guy. And Peter steps aside. Uh, let's the robber run through to the elevator. Robber says, thank you. Uh, and, and runs down the elevator. 
Uh, and we, we see the owner come by. He's like, hey, how, how could you let this happen? And Peter goes, well, it doesn't really seem like my problem. Uh, which, like, at first, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's savage, but also Yeah, what a comeback. Oh. Uh, and he walks outside, and he sees a bunch of cop cars, and then he realizes a crowd's gathered, and he runs over to see what's happening, and it's his Uncle Ben, and he's lying on the ground. He's been shot. Uh, and he, you know, Peter's just devastated. He, as he watches his uncle die, just kind of this rage builds up within him. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to, he, he kind of like determines to catch the guy that, that just killed his uncle. So he runs away, uh, swinging through the streets, eventually gets the kind of punches through the window in the car, gets it to stop, chases the guy through the, the, I don't know, kind of like abandoned building that they're in. Uh, we see him kind of popping, popping up and down. Eventually, just, like, starts punching the crap out of the guy into this door slash window that's breaking. Uh, and as we see kind of the, the moonlight enter, uh, he realizes that it's the same guy that, uh, that, that he let go free earlier. Uh, so, uh, right after that, he murders him, uh, basically, if you ask me. Uh, In- indirectly. Indirectly, but holy crap, that dude straight up died. Um, which is and mildly disturbing. <laughs> like, holy cow, he trips over the thing, falls off the building and dies. Uh, the police kind of surround him. Peter gets away. And we see him back home to try to kind of comfort Aunt May and start to deal with his grief. I believe we see him up on the top of the Empire State Building, just kind of trying to process everything that's happened, everything that he's allowed to ha- happen up to this point. Yeah, which also... I mean, just the lady they got to play Aunt May also just was excellent. She was so sweet. She was so I know. sweet. She like it was just very good. It was it was wholesome. It was wholesome. It was very wholesome. Yeah, she's not my favorite Aunt May, but I think she's probably like the most classic Aunt May, if that makes yeah. sense. And uh, that's what I think about this movie in general. Yes, actually, that's a really good line. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. That's and again we'll get we'll get to that once we finish kind of our, the synopsis. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. So uh, we go through that. Uh, we see we we jump back to the uh, defense contractor guy from earlier. He's at a new testing facility. They're about to test off their new weapons so he can approve it. Uh, and we hear this laugh off in the distance. We see a beam of light come in and boom the entire military operation explodes in a ball of fire as we see something fly by at light speed obviously the green goblin although we don't uh officially see him i believe at this point we just kind of hear him and we see kind of some of the damage that he's causing uh we get oh sorry that's what it was and then like immediately after and all these cuts are super hard cuts uh we jump to oh, yeah and the, the transitions are weird you see like the fireball and then the fire fades into graduation caps being thrown and we see peter parker and his friends graduating high school which if i might add both this spider-man and the Andrew garfield spider-man have spider-man graduating outside why yes i've never seen an outdoor graduation before Ever. I don't believe that I have either. It was so weird. And I just thought about that when I was watching this. I was uh. like, why is it always outside? It's so weird. Anyway, uh, so we see them throwing caps. Uh, we see everybody kind of talking. Uh, the main thing is we see Norman talking to Peter. Uh, we see Norman really likes Peter. Uh, and he doesn't so much like his own son, Harry, uh, which, again, is we kind of start to see that, hey, uh, Norman has never really accepted his son. And uh, Harry kind of like... He wants that really badly, you can tell. Um, and it, it, it kind of is a struggle that will define a lot of this movie. And we also see Mary Jane breaking up with her boyfriend. Unfortunately for Peter Parker, he does not notice this, but his friend Harry does. 
Uh, we jump then to Spider-Man, kind of inspired after the death of Uncle Ben to kind of live according to that with great power comes great responsibility um, idea. And so with this power that he's been given, uh, he decides to start trying to help people. He, when We see kind of a montage of him saving people from petty crimes and things like that throughout the city. Uh, and we, as we see that, it cuts over to, I believe, the best cast role in this entire movie. Holy cow. J. Jonah Jameson is incredible. Uh, <laughs> Holy cow, he's amazing in this movie. Like, uh, the actor, the dialogue, the way he talks, everything is like, like I don't know the actor's name, and I feel bad. Uh, he's perfect. Like, Holy cow, he he just everything is witty. It is so fast and, and again, it's it's juxtaposed against Mary Jane, who has like the worst dialogue in this movie, all this stuff, to uh Jay Jonah, who just is perfectly written. Everything uh, that about is J.K. Simmons, by the way. J.K. Simmons. Oh, that's his name? Perfect. Thank Whatever you. Whatever they paid that man, they did not pay oh him. Oh my gosh. Enough. He should have been the highest paid actor in that movie. Are you serious? Uh, are you it's so good? Like Spider-Man. Is he a menace? Uh, and then the, the, the big it line. Just, he looks like he came right off of the comic. Yes. It's but in so a way good. that just worked so beautifully. Yes. Like, like more than anything, his, like his portrayal of the character was just so true to the comics while at the same time being perfect for this movie. And like, he was the perfect, he was the, he was the like comic relief that we didn't deserve, but the movie really needed. Yes, exactly. Because this is not a funny movie. Like, it's especially not. compared to modern Marvel movies. Well, which I actually it's not liked. supposed to be funny. Right, right. And again, I liked it because it, I don't know, I enjoy, just because, you know, the Marvel formula is fantastic, but it can get old after a while. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to see a movie that was just a little bit different than a lot of the stuff that, that we've gotten recently. Um, again, it was just kind of a nice swing, but yeah, exactly. He, he was the comic relief this movie needed. Uh, and his big line in this scene is he, he doesn't want to be famous. I'll make him infamous, uh, which we'll see ends up to kind of turning the city a little bit against Spider-Man, uh, as, as it goes on. Uh, later as this, as, uh, sorry, as the movie progresses, we see Peter run into MJ, uh, and, Unlike her dreams earlier, where she was hoping to make it big as an actor on Broadway, uh, she's working in a diner, unfortunately. She tries to hide that information from Peter. He eventually finds out, though. Uh, He chats with Mary Jane for a bit. They're getting along pretty well. And Peter finds out that her and Harry have actually been going out. Uh, It turns out Peter's living with Harry at this point. But Peter has not... Sorry, uh, Harry has not told Peter that the two of them are dating. Uh, I I wrote a note here. Uh, Peter is the ultimate R slash nice guy at this point. He kind of is. He Big kinda sad. Is. Big sad. It's okay, though, because uh, he'll eventually get the girl. Maybe? Yes? No? We'll see. Uh, so Peter's looking for a job, it turns out, and he's also living with Harry. Uh, we see them in their apartment while Norman is over visiting. Again, just further kind of tension with Harry and Norman, kind of their relationship not being great, but Norman really liking Peter. Uh, and Peter sees that uh, the Daily Bugle is looking for some pictures of Spider-Man. So he sets up his camera, takes some OG selfies of himself, uh, takes some fantastic pictures, delivers them to J. Jonah Jameson, and he prints the beautiful headline, Spider-Man, hero or menace? Which is obviously just such a good line in general. Uh, And again, also kind of sets up the character of uh, J. Jonah Jameson very well. We see 
After that, uh, jumping back to Oscorp, we see Norman. Uh, he's kind of at the table with the with the board as CEO of the company. He's like, hey, company's doing really well. We're doing awesome. We just surpassed our rival. Um, we're just doing crazy well as a company. Uh, and the board's like, that's awesome. That's why we're going to sell to our best competitor. And he's like, what the heck? Why didn't nobody tell me about this? And they're like, well, you know, we just, we just didn't really want to tell you. But, yeah, we decided to sell the company. You're out. Goodbye. Uh, and we, we kind of start to see, uh, kind of some anger and resentment build in Norman fueled on by the green goblin serum. And, uh, right after this, we see the world unity festival, uh, where Peter Parker's walking around, taking pictures and being more of a creep as he kind of spies on Mary Jane and his friend, Harry, I swear this man's so creepy. I think it's just creepier because uh. he's got the, uh, camera as well. So he's just walking yes. around like, nah, nah, nah. and I'm just like, that's that's weird, that's weird, man. Yeah, don't do that. It, no. Uh, but as things are going on with the festival, we see his spidey senses tingling, and oh my gosh, the Green Goblin attacks. Uh, this is far and away the worst fight sequence in the whole movie, in my opinion. Oh, it was bad for multiple reasons. Uh, we're gonna go over those now. Uh, first off, the one good thing about this fight sequence is it's the Stan Lee cameo. Which it's really funny yes. seeing him in a non-speaking role as a cameo. It's like, wow, he was literally just like in the background, basically. That's really oh, funny. Yeah. But it was cool to see, obviously. So we see him. Uh, we see uh, the Green Goblin like kind of blows up a building, kills a bunch of the board members. And the balcony that Harry and MJ are on cracks and starts falling. MJ ending up on the side that's falling. Uh, and first off, uh, more fuel to the MJ was super poorly written uh theory or well, just just concept uh she screams this entire fight sequence that is basically all she does and not only does she scream but it's such a bad scream too it is it's Holy a very annoying cow. Scream. and she doesn't do anything like she doesn't even try to like pull herself up she's just like oh my gosh help me which is like it's dumb we're not gonna lie it's like super dumb and really annoying because that's that's all she does during this whole sequence uh, like, I get the focus is on Spider-Man, and that's fine, but you could have her at least trying to, like, grab onto a ledge or something. You know what I mean? But she oh, just yeah, sits something. there. And it's so bad. And this is also where, like, the CG is obviously pretty bad, but also the practical effects look terrible in this for some reason. Because it looks like they're on a set. Especially the balcony section. Like, like the balcony just doesn't look real in relation to everything else. Uh, and it was just really distracting. We also get our first close-up look at the Green Goblin suit, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes. And it looks horrible. <laughs> it's not great. It's bad. And it's just awkward because his mouth doesn't move. I think that's the big thing that's weird about it. And the thing is, is mm -hmm. like, especially in today's day and age, where we, like, we have cosplayers that have way better costumes than that. And I think that's mostly why it hurts. Again, for the time, it was what it was, but it, it just looks very like plasticky. Uh, and like, it almost looks like a toy, which was kind of like, oh, it's a little, it's a little rough. Um, but anyway, we see him and, uh, and Spider-Man fighting. They go back and forth. Uh, he throws these like orbs that turn people into skeletons, question mark. That's never explained, but yeah, whatever. And it's never, it's never used again either. Yep. It, it's there. It kills like those military guys. And then, no, okay, we're done. Yep. Exactly. And cause <laughs> he uses them later. On Spider-Man, but they don't turn him into a skeleton. It just hurts him. 
So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, are they like? Do you set it to a different mode? I like don't understand. But and if you, know. you can, why would you? Right, like you wanted to kill him earlier. Why did you just do it? So it very much weirded me out. And I was like, all right, well that's fine. Uh, so eventually, Spider-Man saves Mary Jane. Uh, flies her around. Uh, kind of lands her at this like garden thing. You know, super smooth dude, my man. Uh, and he, uh, she, she goes, who are you? And he goes, you know who I am. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and webs away. And I was like, that's a good line. Good that's line. That's a good, good line. line. I appreciate that. Uh, later, we see uh, Peter and Harry back at the apartment. Harry's on the phone with MJ trying to check on her. And uh, basically, MJ just won't shut up about how incredible Spider-Man is. Uh, eventually, straight up hangs up on Harry. <laughs> savage. So savage. Uh, and uh, he's kind of like, oh, that's weird. Uh, we jump back over to Norman. Uh, we hear uh, kind of more voices in his head and then there's this whole sequence where he goes all Gollum. uh he turns around in the mirror and kind of goes back and forth uh and again william defoe great actor gotta say uh does the whole Gollum thing quite well i was impressed with it overall uh, yeah i thought the idea of him talking to himself in the mirror like that like i think they pulled that off pretty well and it was it was just really interesting I agree. I agree. And again, I, I think uh, Norman is more interesting than the Green Goblin. You know what I mean? Like kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the struggle with himself is, and again, obviously it's not something they explored very deeply, which I wish they would have. But yeah, it's definitely the, the most interesting part, you know, kind of most interesting aspect, I should say, of the villain, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I think is cool. Uh, so we see him talk to himself that he's like, all right, we need us. We need to either stop Spider-Man or have him join our side. So they kidnap Spider-Man. They paralyze him. They're like, Hey, you need to join our side. They're basically like, Hey, look, things end poorly for the good guy. Like, that's just how things work. You should join us. Uh, which is again, kind of, uh, kind of, kind of a foreshadowing for what is to come in a little bit. Uh, eventually Spider-Man goes away. Oh, and I made a note here. The, the green goblin costume looks like it should be in an episode of Bible man. Like straight up, (laughs) straight up. (laughs) Yeah, what would that be? Uh, Bible Man and uh, uh, it'd be something about money. Oh, right? dude, and, it totally uh, would be like greed or something like that. Murdering the the legions of money or something. Yes. And if you don't know what Bible Man is, uh, I am sorry that your childhood was not scarred like ours was. Treat um, yourself. Go look up the second I Kevin for Bible Man. It will change your life and maybe I, give you nightmares. Not gonna lie. Not going to lie, I actually used to be a really big fan of Bible. Dude, I used to watch them at church every once in a while. We only ever watched like three of them, but we would like watch the same one a couple of times. And man, I was all over it. So good. I was all over it. It's classic. And and also terrible. Oh, it's it's painful to think back on and go rewatch. Like it just hurts. I went to to one of the live shows. Dude, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I didn't actually know they did that. It was weird. The the closest I got to that was I went to a live action Veggie Tales on stage. Oh, that's I, even better. I would rather have done that. It was weird, but I was like, I remember liking it as a kid, but I was like eight. I, was, I think I was like first or second uh, grade. There was like a drawing competition at our church to win tickets, and I was one of five kids that entered, and I was the oh. only kid that colored in the lines. So that's nice. how I won, <laughs> and it was a good time. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I digress from all of that. Uh, so we uh, we jump back and we see uh, the press kind of starting to hate, or at least the Daily, Daily Bugle hates on Spider-Man. It's kind of unclear. I think the assumption is that, like, New York has turned on him. We just don't really see that. We just see, like, the news headlines, which is weird. Uh, yeah. But we, we kind of get the impression that, that public opinion is kind of changing against him. Uh, but we see Peter 
catches Mary Jane after an audition. They flirt for a little, um, and then Mary Jane walks away. But as she's walking away, Peter notices a couple of shifty-looking dudes walking after her. Uh, he quickly changes into the Spider-Man costume, follows after her, um, and as they start to attack her, he uh, she like punches a couple of guys and then screams like every other sequence she's in in this movie. Uh, and Peter jumps down, fights off the bad guys, uh, and, she, and, you know, and she's like, wait, and he runs around the corner, and then he's gone, uh, and then we get the, uh, the legendary upside down kiss scene, uh, that, uh, won an MTV award for Did it really? hottest kiss, I believe, was the name of the award, <laughs> so, there you go, guys, that's wow. 2002, if you've ever heard of anything, uh, that's okay, that's just right. weird, ladies and gentlemen, more than you all wanted to know. But anyway, it's a classic scene, obviously. Uh, apparently, while they were filming this scene, uh, it was, like, the worst scene to film because – so they're obviously running water on the set that whole time. And yeah. Tobey Maguire said there was water just running into his nose the entire time they were trying to do that sequence. He said it was, like, it was, like, his least favorite sequence to film because he was, like, drowning while they were filming oh, it. I'm like, no. I never thought about that, but that would be horrible. Oh, so that's that is that is really terrible yeah it made me feel a little bit bad but again still a classic sequence um i'm glad again it's kind of one of those things where it's like a good comic reference like i'm glad they they hit on this note it's classic iconic all of those good things uh next up we had rain let's go straight to fire there's a burning building uh we see there's a baby that the lady forgot to grab on the way out of the building question mark i thought about this and i'm like how do you how is like how do you get out of the building and not like go back in and grab your baby? Like great question. Like man. every oh, my baby! every mom I know would have run into that building by now. Like do you know what I mean? Like and they would have grabbed their baby on the way out? Question mark. Like how do you ju- how do you just like leave your baby there? Um, but Spider Man comes in, saves the day, and then for some- the cops are like, oh, I have to arrest you, and I'm like, what the fetch, dude? Come on, man. <laughs> we just saved a baby. Chill out. Um. But Peter Parker ends up going back in. Check your officer privilege. Check it, man. It's so bad. And he's like, I'll be waiting for you. When, like, Peter goes to jump back in the building. And he's like, I won't be back. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not coming back down. Uh, So he jumps back in. uh, Sees an old woman walking around. But gasp. Plot twist. Turns out it's the Green Goblin who can suddenly change his voice to sound like an old woman. No idea. Maybe it's in the suit. I've, I've got no clue. Uh, but he ends up being like, hey, do you, what did you think of the offer? And basically Peter's like, nah, man, I'm going to be a good guy. So he throws an orb at him that ends up having weird, like, spiky, spinny things. So Peter Parker does the coolest Matrix action flip thingy that looks terrible. Holy cow. Like, he flips, and then they go around him? I was like, why did he need to flip? Because they just went to the side is how it looked. Like, just the way it was animated was really awkward. It was bad. I was not a big fan. I was not a big fan. Uh, but, you know, he does a couple of weird slow motion jumps. And then we get to see uh, jump, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of a fight sequence. Eventually, uh, Spider-Man kind of, you know, leaves, gets out kind of a thing. Uh, and the Goblin's like, you know, I'll basically I'll be back sort of thing. I'll, I'll get you, Spider-Man. And then we see Norman and the Goblin kind of internally. We start to see that line kind of blur at this point. Uh, And we see him walk in to um, Peter and Harry's apartment. Uh, And he's like, oh, sorry, Aunt May, I'm late. Work was murder. 
which was another one of those like ah i get it i get the yeah. line that's cute and also horrifying uh they hear what they think is peter upstairs they go upstairs but he's not there uh but on their way out a little bit of blood from spider-man's cut drops onto the floor and norman notices somehow i guess he has super hearing i guess that kind of makes sense the uh, one drop of blood yeah but i'm like man, which was that was a whole other do you need all do you need four point contact yeah to stand the ceiling uh, can't you climb walls yeah but exactly <laughs> he's just like he's like hiding up there uh, and then he ends up hiding kind of underneath the windowsill to stay away from norman uh eventually he walks in the front door uh they kind of sit down to have a nice thanksgiving dinner and norman looks over and notices that peter has a gash on his arm in the exact location that spider-man has a gash on his arm norman puts two and two together rushes out and while he is out there harry runs after him he's like hey i just wanted you to have a nice dinner and meet my girlfriend and norman proceeds to kind of badmouth mj while they're all within earshot and Harry does absolutely nothing to stick up for MJ. Instead, when he comes back in and MJ is uh, understandably mad, uh, Harry ends up uh, defending his father instead of apologizing to MJ. Again, just kind of this, like, this guy has serious daddy issues. Like, holy cow, I feel... You feel bad for Harry. Honestly, more than anybody in this movie, you feel bad for Harry. Oh, you really do. Like even as much of a jerk he is, you like at least kind of understand why he's that way. Uh, also, interesting note uh, at this point, uh, when they sit down for dinner, Norman Osborne is actually wearing a red tie, and Peter Parker is wearing a green sweatshirt, or sweater, I should say, uh, which is intentional. Obviously, those are the colors of each other's uniforms. So uh -huh. Apparently, that was on purpose. It's like, that's a little weird, but that's fine. That is a little weird. Uh, so after all that happens, uh, the goblin's talking to himself, all Gollum style again, and he realizes, hey... You know, the best way, we can't stop Spider-Man. Spider-Man's too good, but we can stop Peter Parker. So, like, we need to ruin Peter Parker's life by getting to his heart. So, we see this really weird sequence where Mary Jane's, <laughs> or, I mean, Aunt May's in her room praying, and then the freaking side of the house explodes. It's and, gone. And the goblin just, like, scares her, which I'm like, why wouldn't you just straight up murder her? That's my main question. Because you mm -hmm. like, because he has no problems murdering people. Because he's murdered plenty of people already. Up to this point. So why doesn't he just kill her? Don't know. It's fine, I guess. Anyway, she's obviously traumatized. Uh, and Peter realizes, okay, whoever the Green Goblin is, he knows who my family and friends are. I'm going to have to be a lot more careful. Uh, he's, so he's at the hospital kind of watching after Aunt May. And he's talking with Mary Jane. And it turns out Mary Jane is in love with Spider-Man. Uh, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm friends with Spider-Man. Which uh, is, again, like, that's kind of creepy. It oh, was. And then, okay, so then she's like, oh, does he ever talk about me? And he's like, oh, yeah, he does. And she's like, what did he say? So he makes up this fake conversation. <laughs> I apologize. Um, yeah, he makes up this fake conversation uh, and, like, says all these compliments to MJ and I'm like, all right, I mean, whatever works for you, bro, but wow. <laughs> it, yeah, that was that was really just, that was a very uncomfortable. Like, I know what they were trying to do, and what they were trying to do is really cool, but it did not come out well at yeah. all. Yeah, exactly. And it was just, I don't know, it was kind of just awkwardly written, which I get it, like, Peter's awkward. But yeah, it was, it was weird. It was weird. Um... As that continues, uh, MJ and Peter are, end up holding hands right when Harry walks in while he's bringing flowers. 
and it gets real awkward for about five seconds. Um, thankfully, it doesn't last long, though, because we flip over to Harry and Norman hanging out in Norman's office. Uh, Harry hears some weird things. Then his father shows up, and he's like, hey, turns out MJ sucks. I guess Peter likes MJ a lot, and, uh, you know, thanks, thanks for that, Harry. Tipping off the Green Goblin here. Come on, man. Uh, Come on, Harry. It's so bad. And then we see Norman uh, seemingly, I I think it's supposed to be manipulative, kind of trying to reconcile with his son. But I also don't know if that's true because he doesn't really do it to get anything out of his son. Because at first I was like, oh, he's just lying to him. But then I'm like, I think it is genuine. I think he does, to an extent, realize like how much he's ignored Harry kind of a thing all these mm-hmm. years. Um, and so we kind of get this first glimpse and he gives his son like a big hug and his you know son's very emotional about it. Uh, Aunt May is still in the hospital. Peter's there with her. They're having a conversation. Uh, Aunt May says the line, you're not Superman, you know, which is always cute. Uh, wink. Yeah. Did how? I mean, surely DC somehow they got money for that, right? Probably not. I would love to know. I would love to know the. Uh... The legality of that line. That'd be funny. I guess it's like at this point, it's probably like you could probably just say it kind of a thing, I guess. I guess. I don't know, but like it's it, part of pop culture. No royalties. It's funny. I'm sure today maybe you'd have to just to like acknowledge that it exists. What are we saying now that 2002 was a, it was a simpler time. It's a simpler time. I don't probably the good old days. Probably though. not. There's probably a big lawsuit still going on for it. <laughs> you know how these things work. Uh, they're talking, and uh, I don't remember exactly what she says, but Aunt May says something, and it all clicks in Peter's head. Crap, MJ's probably in trouble. He runs to a payphone. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, dials MJ. It's like, MJ, MJ, pick up, pick up, pick up. And who picks up? But the Green Goblin. He issues a threat, issues a location. Spider-Man shows up, and we have the choose one scene. Uh where uh, they you have the Green Goblin, and he's got MJ in one hand and a like tram full of kids in the other, and he's like, basically, hey, you're the hero. Do you want to save all of these people, or do you want to save the person you love? It's your choice. And he drops them both, and Spider-Man does a Spider-Man move. Again, also, terrible writing for MJ. She's screaming this entire sequence. It hurts. <laughs> uh just, just nothing good from her. Just screaming. And, it's, and again, she's a good actress. They just didn't use her. Uh, so it drops. He does a cool swing move, saves them both. It's legendary. And then he's hanging there trying to hold on to both of them while the Green Goblin is kind of trying to chop him down and stuff. And we get to the points. MJ kind of starts climbing down, uh, all this stuff. And then the Green Goblin finally comes around. He, like, has spikes on the front of his ship. He's going to stab and kill Spider-Man. When all of a sudden, uh, New York City saves him, I guess? And I, I That was a very... Yeah. It was weird, and I, I thought about it, and I think it's supposed to be that, like, oh, New York is back on his side kind of a thing, because I think we were supposed to believe that they were against him, and now they're for him again. Yeah. Well, but also, it- here's the thing. This is, so this movie came out in 2002. I was just thinking about this earlier. I mean, it was just a year before, not even a full year before, that 9-11 happened. And so, oh. to me, I think it could also be a nod to... Oh, I think because, you're right. Of course, New York was a, yeah, we take care of each other. And You're right. I uh, actually... So really, like, I think for people that had just experienced that, that probably was a really good moment for them to see. Even though it may seem awkward in the movie now, 
that may have been, you know, it, it may have been kind of a morale boost for people that had, you know, been involved with just everything that happened on 9-11. Right. That's actually a really good point. I didn't think about that. I think you're right, actually. That, that makes a lot more sense now. Um, and that actually, that actually makes that scene a little bit better, I think, in my opinion. Because uh, it was random to me. I was like, all right. I mean, that's fine, I guess. But it makes sense, kind of that, that rally in New York together. And that would probably be a pretty big emotional moment for them. I mean, so well, that well, it wasn't the line. The line was like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Yes. And that was like yes. a very, that, that that a very, makes... very, yeah, New York, USA. Yeah. Okay. That makes so much more sense now. Because I was like, he was all all of us i was like okay that's cool but that makes about a billion times more sense now that's actually cool then i i i do appreciate that part of the scene overall it's a it's a pretty solid sequence um and it leads right into the final battle between the green goblin and spider-man uh the green goblin throws one of his orbs at spider-man it severely damages him but for some reason does not turn him into a skeleton like it did everybody else uh he gets the absolute crap beat out of him and he's about to kill him when he makes another threat at mj and I guess that like, sp- like just like gives Spider-Man extra strength or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets ticked, uh, and he ends up like kind of reversing things and and turns the fight around, beats the crap out of Green Goblin, uh, and uh, and he's about to. I don't know if like if he's like supposed to be like killing the Green Goblin. Like I don't know what's happening there, uh, but he beats the crap out of him, and eventually he pulls his mask off. He tries to kind of reason with him all the while trying to stall to bring his uh, his little hoverboard around. Uh, he has the line, and this this was amazing. Uh, I just like this is such a good moment. Uh, Norman goes, "I've been like a father to you," and uh, and Peter goes, "I had a father." His name was Ben Parker, uh, which was just Good freaking Good awesome. Like for for as much cheese as this movie has, like I just I love that line. I love that line. Uh, we see uh, uh, Norman kind of be you know kind of kind of show his final evil Green Goblin self. Uh, he pushes the button to try to uh, impale Peter with the ship from behind. Uh, Peter Parker does a backflip over the ship, and he ends up stabbing himself and dying. His last dying breath. He asks Peter not to tell Harry that he was the Green Goblin. Uh, we we then cut to Spider-Man kind of leaving Norman in his office or, I think, room uh, back, back at his mansion. Uh, Harry walks in, unfortunately, at that time, sees Spider-Man and assumes that Spider-Man is the one who's murdered his father. Uh, which obviously Peter kind of lets him believe, so as to hide his father's I mean, true identity. Kind of, kind of did. In some ways, he certainly didn't save him. But there's a little like bit a, of justifiability. It's a little like Batman Begins. Oh, where he just like lets him die. Well, but I because I, I think here I don't think Peter could have save you either. <laughs> like that's straight up murder, dude. Uh, I think nah. here. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> that that scene always made me laugh. Uh, I, I think here it's a little bit different just because I don't think there's anything Peter could have done to move the thing, like to, to, no, to move no, the right. hoverboard, uh, but still kind of a, yeah, like he, he, he was at least a large part of the reason he died. Uh, so we see the funeral and Harry is just super bitter again, kind of carrying those daddy issues even after his father's died kind of thing, that resentment. And he basically like, like Spider-Man's going to pay kind of a thing. Um, Obviously not realizing that uh, that Peter is Spider-Man. Uh, finally, there's a one last conversation between MJ and Peter Parker. Um, holy Which cow! Which was actually, I thought that was that was actually pretty well done. You think so? It was, I, to a certain extent, like at least the the idea that like 
Mary Jane realizes, oh, I'm actually in love with Peter. Yes, and, and I, I love uh, the I love the concepts, hundred percent. Yes, that's that's what I mean. The concept was excellent. Yes, holy cow, her lines are bad though. Like, yes, listening to this again, I was like, this is the dumbest dialogue. I like, I can't like I've seen rom coms with way better dialogue than this. Like, I've seen Hallmark movies with better. Oh my dialogue. gosh, I have, I have. It was and because I, I love the way it ends. Um, where like like she wants to get together with Peter finally, and Peter says, "I will, I can't, I'll, but I'll always be your friend," kind of a thing. Um, uh, because he realizes that <coughs> he can't be too close to Mary Jane without putting her life at risk. Uh, mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing, which I, I I do love the way that ends. Uh, and then they kiss, and he walks away. Uh, and she like she like pauses for a minute, like wait, like kind of that like air of familiarity i then, know those lips and i'm like oh yeah bro and then he uh, walks <laughs> away and we get the the final closing line in voiceover who am i i'm spider-man and then the movie ends uh and yeah that's spider-man 2002 yeah boom all right so overall mr lucas lawrence what did you think of this movie it was uh it was actually better than i had expected uh that's fair. i was not I was not expecting it to be really even a good movie, <laughs> but I would say it was a, it was not a great movie, but it yeah. was a good movie. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked about, it definitely has a lot of issues. It does, it does not aged well, mm, but no. man, it just like, it has the classic feel to it. One yes. thing that I really appreciated was that, the colors in the movie were so bright, it kind of felt like you were watching the Spider-Man comic play out in a way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, like, uh, yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Uh, yeah, Everybody was, was wearing very colorful. bright colors or just over-exaggerated uh, choices for for things like that. Yeah, and I think it was overall it was a pretty faithful story, uh, you know, to the character of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. They're just the execution just wasn't the best. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's exactly it. And as a product of the time, I think it it holds up as a look at how superheroes in the early, superhero movies in the early two thousands were made. Like you know, one of the best superhero movies in the early two thousands, uh, but still kind of a relic of the time when I don't know people were still kind of figuring things out, especially when Marvel was still figuring things out. Because I think this is really the first good Marvel movie uh, put to film. Uh, at least in my opinion. I think this is probably the earliest one I've seen, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree. Good movie, not great. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, it holds up for what it is. Do you know what I mean? And, and again, in 20 years, will we even care about it? I don't know. I think I think it, it'll always be something to be appreciated as something that helped pave the way for the modern superhero movie. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was solid. It was solid. So, I, uh, yeah. Definitely good. Um, if uh, we had to, I, I think what we'll do for this is we'll rank all of the movies in the series as we watch them. Uh, that's the idea. We'll see if that works. Um, obviously, this right. is number one right now uh, for all the movies kinda, that we've seen. It's kind of at the bottom for me. That's, the ones we've that, done. So I'd say, it's a, I'd say it's down at number one. You say it's down at number one? Right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, we, can, we can agree to disagree. That's okay. <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff uh cool do you have any closing thoughts or anything else or uh you can say no that's fine yeah it's it's just it's interesting because i think that like 
I mean, obviously the CGI wasn't great. Yeah. But I used to think that from the little that I knew that Tobey Maguire was a really good Peter Parker, but not necessarily a good Spider-Man. Yeah. It might actually be the opposite. <laughs> He's a good Spider-Man, but like a so-so Peter Parker. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think by the end of the movie, I like his Peter Parker. Um because he again he plays awkward really well, but I think just sometimes he's too awkward, uh-huh. and it's weird. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Overall, fun movie. Uh, and yeah. So with that, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to this. You guys are awesome. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for how we can improve this, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. I am at JP Kilcrease. Uh, Lucas, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, I mean. I gotta remember my own Twitter handle. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I got I gotta admit I don't really use Twitter that much, but if you want to follow me on Twitter and you know read the the like the one thing that I tweet every couple months or so. You should I'm everybody not... go tweet uh at, what what's your at handle? Lucas D. Lawrence. All right, go tweet at, at Lucas D. Lawrence. D. Lawrence. Uh Andrew Garfield equals best Spider Man. Please do that. If um, you do that, you will get okay, I'm not gonna block you, honestly, but uh I won't appreciate it because please, please flood his inbox. We'll get, we will, we'll get to that. All <laughs> we'll one of you that. that maybe watched to the end of this, please flood his inbox. That would be amazing. Please, uh, you know what? Amazing. Actually, actually, do it so that we know that you listen to this. That would actually be yes. If anybody listened to this, yeah. you should let us know because you're awesome. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever your favorite podcast feed is. We will be back uh, next week. Is the plan? I think next week with Spider-Man Two. I believe this was 2004 Spider-Man Two. Uh, supposedly. One of the best Spider-Man movies of all time. I have not seen it in about 12 years. So we will see how it holds up. Uh, Until then, you all have been fantastic. Have a fantastic day. Farewell.